Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Bro You Haven't podcast brought to you by myself, Adam Claydon, the hopeless romantic JJ Harding and Kratos' little love child, Joshua Aitken. This week we are talking about video game feels, okay? There are plenty of spoilers, so if you don't want anything ruined, I'm going to put them in the description below, but it is super important that you don't listen to this podcast. But if you want things ruined, please, please do. skibbity ba ba bow Whoa, hello, we're back. Hello, boys. Bienvenue. Bienvenue. It's been so long. What, what have we been doing? Like, why have we not talked to each other for three weeks? Nothing. We've actually been doing... It's the same as last time we took a break when actually we weren't doing anything. Literally just forgot. I've, I've just started a new job, so I've been working a little bit. Oh, yeah, you, you had a couple of things to do. And by, by, by a little bit, a lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the Christmas season. Catching crime. JJ's a bounty hunter now. Yeah. Yep. Goes by the name Dog. Don't know if you've heard of him, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, yeah. Do you know my um my my um tag on Halo on Halo Three used to be Do Six, so it looked like dog. Also, kind of like Deck. I'm the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> if you if your G's come out like K's, yeah. So so what have you been doing, Adam? What have you been up to? In oh, your break? what's happened? Um, I read what's the read? I read a Christmas Carol today. Um, <gasps> which Christmas oh, Carol? Which one? Uh, the Charles Dickens Christmas Carol, the original, the. 1856. I've not heard his oh, Christmas oh, Carol. Oh, so you weren't reading it to a class? You, you were... No, no, I was reading it to myself in my dark, dingy room with a candlelight. And this is actually true. <laughs> I like that. I Damn, like that. is that what 45 feels like? If, if I stand up right now, you can see I'm wearing a, a penguin Christmas jumper as well. Because I'm, I'm trying to get festive, but you know, my cat just died, so... Uh, oh, oh, I know. Do you want to know a fun fact to cheer you up? Yeah, please. If your cats are dead in Scotland, it means your trousers are too short. Ah, I need to invest in some new trousers then. If someone says to you, oh man, your cat did, it means that uh, your trousers are too short at the leg. <laughs> I like that, I like that So there what you about, go. Hang on, hang on a second. But what about when Donald lost his trousers? What happened then? But, I mean, he searched for them. High and low, does I it, believe. Does that mean his lion died? His <laughs> lion? No, it just his means he's uh, cutting a boot in the buff. <laughs> the Shia buff. His cock is out. <laughs> Brilliant. Very good. So originally we were going to do a heart, an episode about heartbreak, but we ch- sort of changed it a little bit because... Yeah, we changed it a, l- a little I, bit. A <laughs> little bit. Also, I just don't... I have... I, this is like the, le- the least kind of semblance of an idea I've had of what we're going to be talking about going into the podcast. I have fucking no, I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> JJ, would you like to explain what the, the premise of the, the podcast is Okay, today? so today we're going to talk about f- our top five feels from video games, both recent and historical. Uh, <laughs> okay. I think I can. I think I can blag that one from from days of yore in the in the noughties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So your five video game moments that have really gave you the feels. Maybe made you sad. Maybe made you cry. Tugged on your heartstrings. Maybe maybe made you go ah. 
Things that make you go. Mm. Things that go. Mm. <laughs> Do you ever watch Brainiac? Brainiac was so. Of course, good. I fucking watched Brainiac. Will it sink or float? Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I remember this. I remember this. Or will it smash or bounce? And it's just always like a lady in like a bikini, just like dropping a microwave. Who was the Who was the fella uh, that used to he was going to the pub? You know what one I mean? They used to go, they used to do like pub signs, like magic trick kind of things. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. I think he was bald. Not Richard Hammond. You think he was bald and you've just got not Richard Hammond? <laughs> Richard Hammond's not bald. Richard Hammond's not bald. <laughs> well, exactly, that's why I said it's not Richard Hammond. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. <laughs> he might have been bald for a little bit after that crash. Oh, God. R- Richard Hammond was in a crash. Hope he's alright, man. No, no, this is like 10 years ago. He's okay. Sending send uh, my best well wishes to Richard Hammond send while he recovers. From being, from being on Top Gear and working with Jeremy Clarkson. Send in the clowns. <laughs> send in the clowns. <laughs> Sometimes when I make jokes on this podcast, I feel like I should follow it up with like a crust of the clown kind of thing. <laughs> Is that all I am to you? <laughs> What's happened this week um, in video game? Um, Fortnite. Oh, Fortnite and God of War. Fortnite and God of War. Man. Why? And Mandalorian. Why? The Mandalorian was cool. To be fair, though, right? What you what you got to realize is Fortnite. You know they're doing all the dances and the poses and stuff. Geralt of Rivia was in Monster Hunter World, which is one of the games I'm talking about today. It was, um, yeah. yeah. Um, and if you're a female, you can do, like, emotes, and you can have the Geralt skin on. So it's like Geralt, like, shaking his ass and shit. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> I might buy doing it just sexy, for that. You know, he's doing a little sexy dance where his hands are above his head and his hips are going, woo woo but with Fortnite, it's so strange because the fan base is young kids and then they're not going yeah. to play this 18 that is one of probably the most violent games I've ever seen in my life. They may have. <laughs> Why am I playing as my dad? You don't know how bad parents are. I, know, I was True. playing Call of Duty at seven. So. Mind you, I'd, I, would pro- I would probably play God of War, the new one, at 12. My parents would have let me. Yeah, yeah there's not like a lot of blood because it's no, just it's like... Not. It's like orange blood. It's like yeah. the blood of like ghouls. And it's and like it's it's a ve- it's Avengersy, isn't it? Like when Kratos gets punched into his house, his house breaks, but he doesn't. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've, okay. One thing that's crossed my mind this week. Okay, so every every video game that has like a dungeon or has like an underground mine section, all those torches are always lit. The yeah. oxygen supply. Yeah, what the fuck are. would happen? You wouldn't be able to. Not even the oxygen supply. Just who the fuck is lighting them? Yeah, it's like who's maintaining that? What I usually think is, in that scenario, it's usually in like a fantasy game. So I imagine. Mm. Yeah, it could be magical fire. It's magic. Yeah. <laughs> magic fire. This is just like magic. It's one of my favorite jokes in Harry Potter when he's flying away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm part of this Harry Potter Facebook group, and it's like a shit posting group. And I don't, know, I don't know if we're in the same one, but they've been doing this thing this week called Humble Vernon and Wholesome Vernon. So it's like they take bits of Uncle Vernon. Obviously, he's horrible to Harry in the films and the books. Yeah, they change it so he's really nice. But they change it so he's like really wholesome. So like when. 
Dudley says, 36? Last year it was 37. He's like, don't worry, Harry, that extra one's for you. And things like that. It's just quite uh, funny. <laughs> so, lads, let's start with number five of our top five video game feels. I think, first of all, we're going to go to the Queen of Hearts, Josh Aitken. <laughs> <laughs> As he wrecks his Oh, brain. no. As, he fl- as I as Google he- frantically for t- for IGN's top five <laughs> <laughs> for, for WatchMojo.com. Um. Okay, so this is like five. So this is one that's like it made me feel, but not that much. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this. Okay, here's one. Here's one. I've got one. I've got a good one. I've got a good one, and I feel that this is like relatable. So, cast your mind back to the first time you play Fallout 3, right? Fallout 3. I'm thinking. Yes. So, I like there was Fallout a, 3. There was such a super cool feature in Fallout 3. Oh my I god. It wasn't that cool. <laughs> oh my god. There's a feature in Fallout 3 which isn't really in any of the other ones unless you put the difficulty up to the highest where your followers can die. Um, oh god. And very early in the game, or well, it depends how you play it, but for me, very early in the game, you come ac- across man's best friend. Uh, dog meat. Dog meat. And the dog dog meat is your little dog. He's your fucking great companion. He'd do fucking anything for you. Doesn't matter your karma, how evil you are as a person, how horrible you do things, what mistakes you make. He always loves you. But dog meat, ladies and gentlemen, dog meat can die in Fallout Three. And I remember spending so much time like backtracking saves just to keep this fucking <laughs> mutt alive. <laughs> oh man. Oh man! So So that's that's my first feeling of pain in a video game is dog meat dying. Suppose though, it's like it's a it's a sense of love because loving the companion so much, like you're like I'm gonna go out of my way in this game to keep him alive. I mean, it's also something though. Like everyone seems to get more attached to animals than actual. Not always, but like films. I don't know. I found Marley and me really sad, but I don't really cry. It's the I am legend effect. Oh, the I Am Legend effect. Oh. That's horrible. They, no. do, they do a thing in I Am Legend as well where they only mention that the dog's a girl the moment before she dies. To tug at your heartstrings even more. They call her Sam the whole time and they never refer to her gender. And then when she's dying, he goes, Samantha! <laughs> it's true. It's a heartbreaking moment. Watch that. It. It's very heartbreaking. Mine, my fifth one is, is, is kind of a bit of a tangent, but it's, it's similar to that. Your first experience of loss and pain... And mine is when my first Tamagotchi died. Oh. Oh. Here's a sad song of the world's smallest violin. <laughs> and you spend ages trying to get it and trying to get it to, to grow up and play games with it and feed it and then it just dies. And now we sleep for a thousand years and when we <laughs> wake the world will end. Well, I think that was my first experience of bereavement, so um, it taught me some life lessons. What was it called? Oh, I can't remember. I oh, just well, remember pain. It wasn't that deep. It wasn't that deep. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. What about you, Mr. Harding? Uh, for number five, I've got... Not necessarily Arthur Morgan dying... Oh, spoiler scat, spoiler scat. Everything in this episode is a spoiler scat. Yeah, yeah, massive spoilers. Yeah, every single thing. Um, I think a lot of our a lot of our listeners have played Red Dead, so. Um, but yeah, of course. It's when Mary Linton visits oh, his grave shit, yeah. 
Oh, 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 oof. Oh, that caught me right in the feels with no words. Amazing. I love it when you take her on a date. Oh, yeah. Well, th- well, this is what I mean. This is why it was a feeling because it was like the whole arc of like, I love a romance in a lot of things, like whether it's movies, video games, yeah, TV me, shows. Yeah. And yeah. I thought Arthur's and Mary's was done really well. Yeah, it just, um, I love to see relationships building. And I think in a video game as well, because you're the one putting in the effort, it does feel stronger. Yeah, it's like you're doing the yeah. grind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you're, um, you're what's it called? You're um, projecting, especially with a character like like Arthur Morgan's is is so well built as to give you a kind of blank slate of sorts. It gives you like just enough so that it's yeah, it gives got you a bit enough. of character to it, but there's enough left ambiguous and shit so that exactly. you can project quite easily. Yeah, it's good. So then to go on to that, we're we're hitting in with number, number four. four. Josh, what's 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 your number four, mate? Oh, tell us, please. My number four, because I'm replaying Red Dead Two just now, uh, because we're in like a tier four uh, lockdown, so like, I'm bored as shit. I'm like, you know what? I'll go and fucking um, ride around Amberino for a yeah. little while. Yeah. Mine's is like very similar to JJ's, and it's like that kind of relationship. But I'm gonna like take it up like for number four, like earlier on in the sequence. You see it. Because I'm only just at react this bit. Um, when you first go back and meet with her, and she asks you to go and like save her brother, like help her brother out, yeah, 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 the kind of religious cult he's joined. Once you've done that and you go back, there's like a moment, like you're riding back, and the the younger brother keeps asking you, oh, like, are you going to be getting back together? You know what I mean? You were so good together. Yes, really like, you yes. know, she's got a soft spot for you, and you get back, and it feels like there could be like a moment, something. It could maybe rekindle, and then she's like, "No, I, this would never work. Like, I'm, I'm leaving today." Yeah, and he's just like, "All right," it's, like it's just so like gut wrenching. Yours and mine have linked again, somehow. It's that full thing of like when the the brother's asking him about that. I know, he's very yeah. Dismissive, and he's like, he's like, "Oh no, nothing's going to happen." But you can kind of tell, like, kind of, he's kind of hoping that there is. You know what I mean? There's that kind of hint in the way he delivers yeah. it, uh, and then it's just like killed completely. Yeah. Um, and that for me that's my number four it's like no no we're finished we're finished right <laughs> <laughs> why has she been she been asking about me <laughs> oh, no, uh, he gets the letter too does he get the letter too late or does it get delivered or something and he finds no, it's, no. It's, it's, he's in Guam he's in Guam when he's supposed to meet her because he gets he gets shipwrecked well, my my moment, I think my fourth moment. Then I was going to save Red Dead for later, but because we've done it already, um, we've sort of covered a lot of them. Obviously, Arthur's death is sad. John's death in the first one is it feels it feels like a culmination of everything, but it's it's still it's pretty brutal, painful. isn't it? Actually, it's that pretty one. brutal because it's he gets double crossed really. But for me, I think the bit that hit me most in that game was when it's just the whole heist, the whole. In, oh, in Saint yeah. and it, everything going to shit. Lenny, Lenny getting fucking killed, and you're like, "What has what has just happened?" Mm. Um, I love, I love the relationship with Lenny, especially that bit where you get drunk together and you're just Lenny! walking around, <laughs> and he's trying to find him. And you're just clicking around the people, and they just turn it's, into like it's the know, new it's the new version of birth. press X to Jason, isn't it? Press Jason. R, press R two to Lenny. <laughs> Literally, Jason, <laughs> Jason, Jason. Jason. Jason! Jason! But that moment for me was, it was just so sad. I was like, who else dies in that moment? 
There's two. There's two of them. We died. Um, Hosea. Hosea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dies during the robbery. Gets executed. Fuck yes. Spoilers. <laughs> Jedediah Springfield. <laughs> but that's the last time the whole gang is together. It's uh, after that point, everything's fractured. Yeah, it is. Yeah. After that point, it's fucked. It's the catalytic moment in the demise of the Dutch Vandalin gang. Cry. Go, bang. Cry. <laughs> um, what was um? What was your number well, four, JJ? Josh raised the good point of saying, like, oh, the brother kept, like, asking Arthur, like, oh, are you guys getting back together? In the beginning of Spider-Man PS4... Love it. Peter Parker and Mary Jane have split up. What? What? I know, right? What? Heartbreaking. And There's another heartbreaking moment in that all game. all the NPCs, all the NPCs ask you about it. Like... Even even the, um, oh, when there's the Stan Lee reference and he goes, it's nice to see you two back together. And they're not together. And you're like, oh my <laughs> God, no. <laughs> Stan, you fucking Stan, asshole. Stan, you bitch. <laughs> Rest in peace. So you, you basically pick up Peter Parker at one of his lowest points in his life. Everyone's yeah. just questioning him about this relationship that's broken down. It's awful. But I don't know about oh, you guys, but I was I was so invested whenever Mary Jane like rang. I was like, oh my god, let's go see Mary Jane. And then it would be like, oh freaking, um, you know, the police commissioner would be like, well, I kind of need your help. And you'd be like, no, but I want to go see Mary Jane. <laughs> you seen the thing um, where it's like one of her phone calls is like out of context, and it just sounds like she's like banging some dude. <laughs> No? Imagine. Imagine. It's like Peter phones her and it's like really heavy breathing and she's like, I'm k- kind of busy at the moment. Can, can I call later? And like, I, like I, it turns out you, I think you end up playing as on like she's like sneaking in somewhere, but yes, like, yes, yes, like, it's the. Like out of context, like it's so funny. Like it just sounds like she's some dude, man. I just woke up. I'm just about breath. Um, but yeah, seeing that relationship develop was was really fucking. It was really something. It was really something. And then you know, uh, spoilers, got When they kiss in the end credits, and you're like, oh, thank God for that. Is he upside down? No, no. I think I think they I think they're sitting down somewhere. Also. The Doc Ock bit. This is a massive spoiler scout. Scoop ba So in this one, Doc Ock is more of a, a mentor to Spider-Man. Spider-Man works at his lab and they work on um uh, limb prosthesis, don't they? Um mm. but they've been working together for years and and he when he becomes the villain and loses his mind, the final fight between him him and Peter, he goes before Peter turns around after his mask is like wrecked, so we can see Peter's face, but he can't see Peter's face, and he says his name anyway, and you're like, and he turns around, and he's like, Shit you knew, oh my fucking god, I was, I was gone, I was gone. I truly was Lost gone. Your shit. I, well, I, it was mental. I was like, oh, he knew the whole time. He knows my name. You son of a bitch. I'm in. And you can see Peter's face, like, cry, like he's he cries. He cries. He's so savage. And then he gets really angry and, you know, beats the shit out of him. <laughs> it's got to be done, though, isn't <laughs> it's it? Gotta it's got to be, really, be done, really. It's got to be done. Um, be done, mate. But, yeah. What about, what about number th- number three, boys? Number three. This is going to be a quick one. We're already on number three. We're powering through, boys. Powering, powering through. through. 
Number three. Uh, I've got I've got three that I'm kind of stuck with. I think I'm going to go with this one for three. Um, my fa- my three it would be Fable Two just for one for one reason, and it's it's the arc. It's sort of the redemption arc, and at the start of picture this, okay, at the very start, you're a pauper, and it's you and your sister. You've got no money, and you've got to you've got to scrounge together like ten coins in order to buy this um, music box because it's like a traveling salesman. And okay. you eventually get that money and you save it up and you turn it and it turns out that it's like a magical music box. Of course. And but the king finds out the king finds out you've got it and he invites you to his palace to come and show him the music box and he says, I'm gonna take you in, oh, I'm gonna give yeah. you food and warmth, you're gonna be like the prince and princess basically of the whole of the whole kingdom. He takes it off you, he shoots your sister and then kicks you out of a window. Yeah, yeah, he does. I remember that. Yeah, he does. You fall down this Rapunzel-esque, like, tower almost to your death and land smack on the floor to be literally nearly dead. Like, and the whole game is you trying to uh, come over that and overcome that and eventually go back and kill him. Now, there's a moment right at the end of the game where you've you finally got back this um, music box and you turn it around and it takes you back to this almost... It's like a utopian version of your childhood and your your sister's there you haven't seen this since the first scene and you sort of relive very basic tasks like fetch the chickens or stuff like that and you just do silly little things and then eventually you come out of it and you kill the guy and it's um it's very emotional quite cathartic a lot of people yeah, think cathartic. a lot of people think that's the worst and that's the worst end game boss of all time there's no fight you just walk in and shoot him you just oh, walk yeah, in and yeah. shoot him yeah the guy shoots him and even if you don't shoot him like the other dude shoots yeah. him yeah, yeah literally if you leave it too long the other dude shoots him but I, I think that's because the fighting in that game's crap anyway but it's all about decision so after you do that the final thing that happens is you're given not, a choice it's not awful it's just old isn't it it's about the journey it's about the journey but the fine the final thing you do after you kill Logan this character you have a choice of three things and you're, you're granted basically one wish. One of them is you're allowed to bring back your wife and your kids and your dog. The second one is you can bring back everyone who's died in the war, but not your wife and your dog. And the other one is you can have a million gold. A million gold. I can buy a new wife and dog. And I could buy hundreds of dogs with a million gold. I know, but it's like, it's, that's, that's the combination. It's that decision. Like, what do you choose? I really enjoyed that game, how, like, your your kind of karma and shit yeah. affected how you looked. 3 was really good for that one. Fable 3 was good, but it had this whole thing towards the end of the game where you ba- you have to go out of the country and come and collect, like, an artifact and come back because there's, like, this evil that's going to come to... There's goo. Um, there's, there's generic goo that comes. A generic black goo, but... Yeah. In order to get good karma at the end of the game, you've got to have enough money to have enough soldiers to be able to fight the war. Now, in order to do that, you've got to buy all the houses and then wait like fifteen hours for the houses yeah. to accumulate. Yeah, that's money. right. That's right. Yeah. So, so it just—it just—it was so broken that it was so broken. Just leave but... it. On, just yeah, leave, it really leave the game broken. on. Strap a rubber band to your um... dick. <laughs> yeah, strap a rubber band to your dick. Cut off circulation. I can't remember what game it was. I leveled something up by doing that by just like I think it might have been Skyrim or something. Put it in and sneak and then just. Just attaching a rubber band to the remote. <laughs> nice. I was just sneaking around in a circle. You can do that thing, can't you, where you like shield shield bash roll off like loads at the beginning of Skyrim yeah. and you can bump up your block. Just spam the XP. Um this is where some little animal cuties hit me right in the feels. Okay. And the first one so this is this is this is my number three, but it's split in half. 
because I'm just talking about video game animals. Is this the dog at Animal Crossing? It's not Animal Crossing. It's not Animal Crossing. <laughs> it is um, two games, Shadow of the Colossus and... Oh, the horse, the horse. Yes, the horse and Monster Hunter World. Let's, let's talk about the horse first. So you have this beautiful horse who whenever you whistle it's really well i always think it's the best video game horse like animation wise and the way it acts and stuff oh yeah yeah 100 percent. i know red dead the horse shits and has a boner but shrinking balls jj come on we've covered this footprints footprints it's the way it's the way aggro acts like and the hair like swishes and he moves especially in the remaster it is it's freaking beautiful but every time you get on him, it's just this sense of like, oh, I'm not alone in a world where you feel really alone because there's nothing there. Yeah, except, I get that. Except for your dead girlfriend who you're killing the monsters to revive. Great. <sighs> yeah, and like, and, and she, ain't, she ain't much for talking. <laughs> <laughs> At least Agra goes, <laughs> you know? I've mashed your impressions. It's been a while since we heard the horsey. There's What's the your one. best animal impression apart from a probably horse? probably a horse? Well, no, that's not what the question was. Other than a horse, uh, I don't know. I can do a pig. Oh, I can do a pig. My animal impressions are all quite visual, so I can't really do them on the podcast format. Yeah, it's it's hard for you to get your snake out in a podcast format. (laughs) And he came bending over. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, I've just got to plug my earphones in. I'm just going to play this bit twice in the recording. Just, just play this whole section twice. Uh, guys, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to have to retreat. I'm going to have to retreat to the floor. He's going down. What usually happens when we record, everyone, is JJ lies on the floor in a in a sort of like model pose, with his one leg up, one arm on his shoulder. I don't know that. Yeah, he does. I don't know he did that. Shows how much attention I pay <laughs> to the world around me. Exactly. I did some Christmas rapping earlier. Oh, lovely. Are you gonna are you gonna do a rap for us, or was that the end of the joke? That wasn't a joke. I genuinely wrapped some presents earlier. The point of it is, is I'm terrible at fucking wrapping oh, presents. It's the most stressful thing. Like, I don't understand how people make them look good. I am good at wrapping, though. I'm terrible at Christmas wrapping, but I'm good at wrapping. You've got 30 seconds. Give me a beat. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to give you a metronome on the, on the thing. <laughs> no, give me a beat. Give me a beat. I can't I'll do beatbox. It. I'll rap. Boots beatbox. And, boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. Okay. Oh. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Hello. <laughs> Just there in time. That's, that's proof that I'm good at rapping. Oh, if so. only we had more time to prove it. Oh no, if only we were only... Hope you've had fun without me for a bit. We had more fun than we've had the full rest of the podcast. We just sat in silence and didn't speak to each other for about two Yeah, we didn't speak at all. Right, continue. You had more to say before you so, had nothing to say. So, Agro, um, ends, there's a point in the game where it's just you and a broken bridge. And you go, 
Can't get across this bridge. Ah, oh, a horse will probably get across this bridge. You jump over the bridge. There is a gaping canyon below. Your horse just makes it to the other side. And as he lands, the rest of the bridge crumbles. And you are thrown forward. Your horse plummets towards the earth. Agony. Agony. Worse than the Red Dead um, horse. It was absolutely horrible. I, I screamed. I was like, Agro, no! Ah! <laughs> but it turns out, at the end of the game, um, when your character is becomes a beast briefly and then is shrunk into a baby with horns, weird fucking game, um, your girlfriend wakes up and the horse is there and he's got a little limp. And it's really sad, but also really happy that he's alive. After falling 150 But there's feet. like, there is, there is loads of game, like, after that point, so you do genuinely think that the horse is dead. That's horrible. It is horrible. I can imagine seeing him again for that time. It's, it's like, <gasps> oh my god, he's oh there. Oh my god, he's there. But <laughs> he's there. But I'm a baby. <laughs> um, That's but, yeah. my life. That's, oh my god, he's there, but I'm a baby. When you get to... Another, and this is this links to this because just because I'm on about animals, but there's a thing. Is that still number three? Yeah, there's a thing in. Sorry, I, I am. I'll be done after this point. There's a you get a companion in Monsanto World, and they are a tiny bipedal cat called a palico. And I'm not bothered about cats, but this thing is so bright-eyed and cute, and you get to design him, and he or she, and and they talk to you. And they're so so cute and you can put armor on them and they have like big hammers and sometimes they get out bongo drums and when you're eating before before a fight because that's what you have to do on Monsanto world you have to prep you give it like little bits of your food and the animations are just adorable and they say little pat, cat puns all the time <laughs> so like if the if, if they get hit in battle they go me ouch <laughs> <laughs> like if if they get reduced to like zero health sometimes they'll go you gotta be kidding me and stuff like that it's it's freaking brilliant if they get, sometimes ah. if they get reduced to zero health they say fuck i'm dying ah, fuck me. is this what death feels like no <laughs> that's what they say it's it's just got up and scratched his balls yeah this is a strange moment and podcasting. Um, I'm so professional. Cool. You're number three. Was it me? Yeah. Mine's um, is literally... So, picture this, guys, right? It's like the mid-2000s. I didn't Google what year this came out. So it's, for, <laughs> for all intents and purposes, it's the mid-2000s. You and your friend... You and your friend have just... are reaching the end of your Halo 3 co-op campaign. Yes! Da, 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 da. The Halo da, ring da, da, da. is exploding. The music kicks in. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Your chief, obviously. Charging capacity 90% chief! Go, go, go! <laughs> you're driving. Your buddy's on the turret on the Warthog, shooting the flood and shit. Yes! Skidding around all these explosions. You and the Arbiter. And you go up the ramp at the end. You make it onto the fucking... Oh, yes. The ship. Brilliant. Yes, you do. Fucking... The most like feeling of just being like fuck yeah in a game ever. That was awesome. it is sick. 
I don't know what the word does for that feeling. I'm sure Germans have a word for it. That was badass. I just want to say, my palico was called Doyle the Unbroken. It was fucking sick. It's always the unbroken with you, isn't it? You can never be broken. Doyle the Broken just sounds sad. <laughs> Doyle done. This, is, this um, plays off of JJ's personal fragile nature. Yeah. He's terrified of being perceived as weak in any capacity. So even his... Any capacity. Cute little video game cat has to be unbroken. That's okay. That's lovely. Nothing wrong with that. Thank you. Thank you for the psychoanalysis there, lads. The only thing that isn't fragile is his masculinity. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bicep curl myself to sleep tonight <laughs> and cry. I stand corrected. <laughs> Great. Have you guys ever broken a console and and lived through the horror and pain of the console breaking? Like uh, I dropped I my Game Boy. Red Ring of Death, man, I think everyone had that. Yeah, I lost I lost a a, a lot of memory on the Xbox three sixty. Just randomly. I'll tell you a funny story. Um it's not a funny story, it's a heartbreaking story, but it's not one of my numbers. It's just while well, you said broken consoles. I once bought the game uh I just remember it was Cabela's, it was one of those hunting games. Oh yeah. yeah. One of those safari hunting games, right? For whatever reason I got fucking super into it. I was loving it, man. Loving this fucking game. Um the night that I bought it, I was just getting right into it. Uh got up to go down the stairs to get my dinner with like a bit of kind of like a, a spring to my step some would say because I was in such a good mood at how much I was playing the game but at that point in time my Xbox was like sitting on the floor and I like kicked it by accident and it broke the disc oh. and my console was fine but it broke the oh, disc no. I was so angry and I, I just oh, never man. bought it again I just never that got sucks. it sucks <laughs> oh my friend Jake, Jake Goodman his um, disc tray was broken, so he ha- he used to have to take games in and out of his Xbox with a knife. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! <I know. laughs> Don't turn it on. <laughs> oh, shit. Get electrocuted. I dropped my Game Boy once and, and smashed the screen when I was... The ink or something from inside was, like, running, so it was all, like, spreading, and all I could see was, like, just my Pokemon slowly fading away into this, like, ink blot on the screen. Oh, God! <laughs> it was the my, I left my Game Boy. Yeah. Actually, it was uh, yeah. I left my Game Boy in France, um, and the people at the hotel posted it over to the UK. It was a tattoo edition yeah, I had as well. That, one. So. that was the one I smashed. <laughs> yes, that's the one. That's the one. Anyway, this guy's number two. The penultimate. There's a few moments in this series that I think merit some sort of emotive response, and JJ's not going to like it, but. I've gone with Soap's death in Modern Warfare Three. I don't. I don't know. I, okay, okay, I like okay. it. I like the model. I like the story. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I like. I like the story from Mod Three. So I could have gone with in Modern Warfare Two, where Roach and Ghost get fucking betrayed by oh, Shepard. Oh man, I would. I would have maybe went for that. That's a different emotion, though. That's anger. Anger, and that that moment right at the end of Modern Warfare Two when you get stabbed by Shepard, and you've got to pull the knife out of you to then throw it in his face, whilst Price is getting pummeled on the floor. The retribution. The retribution for that moment for seeing Roach and Ghost getting betrayed like that. But I've gone with Soap dying just I because. I mean, it's Soap, isn't it? He's the coolest man in the world. So his accent is cool. Oh, hang on, he's hang on, he's the coolest man in the video game. But as like a kid, like you play you, as him. I was just gonna say, have you played The Witcher? Like, <laughs> mm. um, huh? 
Yeah, I'm just see, I'm just seeing like Price crying over his dead body. Yeah, well. that's pretty sad. Yeah, and then you have a stupid mission next where you've got to drive a robotic car. Like that's where that game was a bit <laughs> shit. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like you've you have really sad moments and you've got to like drive a robotic car around like I don't want to do that I want to do driving this car around so fucking depressed man (laughs) (laughs) and then and then Price and is it Yuri come in with their fucking juggernaut suits on and climb up the tower to kill Makarov that's pretty cool as well mine's ties in mine's is very similar to my last one and that's a Halo game but for number two I'm going with Reach Reach bro the yeah, fall of reach. reach. Yeah, yeah, that man. Bit, I just didn't know what was happening at the end of this game, man. Like, everyone's fucking... Your whole squad have died. You're the rookie. Your whole squad have died. And then at the very end, once you've done everything you can and you see... Uh, it's the Pillar of Autumn, isn't it? With Chief on it, basically, that, get, that, that yeah. gets away. You've done everything you can. You make sure that can escape Reach. And it just comes up with the mission objective of survive. And it just leaves you there at the very end to just fight off like an endless wave of covenant until you die. And like it took me so long to realise like fuck this is it. Like this is the end I'm you gonna die. Have to die yeah. Like that's the yeah, yeah. The... yeah, yeah, you just end up playing it for ages, don't you? Like, I don't wanna die. It's the first time a game's made me come to grips with like my own mortality. Like I'm playing <laughs> this fucking last mission, like, fuck man, I don't wanna die. I- I'm fighting like fuck not to die and then eventually the only yeah, yeah, way yeah. to progress is just to give in to the fact that it's inevitable, much it's like life. God, I never thought about it like that. Who'd have thought Bungie had come up with the most poignant video game moment? <laughs> <laughs> it was it, it was and everybody was like oh yeah but Emil might still be alive I haven't seen him he, he, Emil's right. dead Emil gets stabbed it's um, June it's the sniper that's like, uh, June but he he does survive in the books it's canon that he survived I think he's dead now in the canon but he survived Reach yeah but in the books it's canon that the Spartans can't get erections so uh, listen I've not <laughs> have you seen Chief with an erection um Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you do, deviant a... art doesn't count. <laughs> oh, deviant deviant art. What's that? Is it like Rule Thirty Four? Yeah. Like what's the other one? Tumblr. Yeah. Like, like the bad side of Tumblr. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Talking okay, about okay. that sort of stuff, I briefly mentioned it before we started the recording. But as as Cyberpunk is coming out very soon. People have started to notice some um, very risque scenes being posted on certain porn, pornographic websites. I haven't checked them out for myself yet, but it is cute. It is in my bookmarks. It's ready to go. <laughs> no, I haven't checked out either, but I saw a few articles and it sounds a bit um, racy, shall we say. Racy? Yeah, like saucy. Saucy. Sizzling JJ. Oh, oh! I thought I thought you meant like I thought you meant like I thought you meant like racist. I was like, <laughs> that may be the type of porn you're looking like, at, JJ. But for, <laughs> for the rest of us, it's good old-fashioned video game animated sex. Video game animated sex, which brings us on to. <gasps> <laughs> uh, I want to chat about Kingdom Come Deliverance for my number two. I hated that game. Is it too slow for him? I can imagine you would because of the beginning. Yeah. I got to the bit I got to the bit where you go back to in fact you might talk about this actually, so I'll let you talk first. Where did, where, where did you get to? Where I got to the bit to? where you go back to back to your village to find your family's bodies. That is not far. You didn't play much. Yeah, I got really bored, man. And plus it doesn't auto save. So you like, didn't even get to pick you didn't even get to pick up a sword. No, like, I got to I got to the no, I, I went back and buried them. I went back and buried them and you have a sword at that, but 
Um, but I went back, yeah. buried them, did all that, did that big, massive, like, fucking long walk that it fucking takes to get to the bodies, right? Such a fucking long... You have a horse. No, but it's after the horse is, like, away. Oh, okay. No, I think I just got off my horse, actually, and then forgot to get back on. Anyway, um, after that, did that all, then forgot it doesn't autosave, and then I had to do it again, and I was like, nah, fuck this, and deleted it. The most Josh Aitken thing ever, I think, what he's just described. Yeah, yes. that really is. That really is. I love that. Oh, it's um, it's it's it's. Thing is, with Kingdom Come Deliverance, I don't recommend it to everyone because it's not a game for everyone. It's really, it's obscurely realistic. So, like, if you jump from not even that bad a height, right? But you jump onto a rock and you're not wearing shoes. Let's say, I know that sounds weird, but that will affect like your knees. That's that's how deep that game is. Or or something like when you're when you're blocking and somebody hits your wrists, mm. it, it would that that will like affect like how you swing things and everything. It's very cool. I love that game. I love that game. How much they thought about how it would actually affect cuz so many times you are just being pummeled uh, yeah. a million times in a random hitbox and I like the concept of that, but I don't like it in practice. Like communism Right. Your romantic interest in Kingdom Come Deliverance, if you don't, like, give her enough attention, she will just leave you. Like real life. Bloody hell. Like real life, yeah. And, like, like um, if you, you, can, you can do this thing where you can go up to... I've forgotten her name. It's been a while since I played um, it. Is it the one from your village at the start? Yes, yes, yes. Is it yes. Like Beatrice or something? No, that's that's... Bianca, she's your oh, yeah. girlfriend at the time, yeah. but she, she she's not your girlfriend. Yeah, I know what one you're talking about. There was the other one. Hang on, let that you say. Hang on, let me just. Some would say this full thing of like, if you don't give her enough attention, she'll leave. But like in game, it's just like training incels for when the time comes that they do get a girlfriend, how to act. <laughs> <laughs> she's in. Um, there's a DLC called the, A Woman's Lot. What the hell? What? I can't remember what she's called. This is so weird. Isabel, Rachel. I've not played the game, so I, I I can't really help unless I just say random female names as well. Um, Destiny, Shaniqua, Shaniqua. It's clearly Shaniqua. Sasha, Teresa, Teresa, Teresa. I was close. Teresa, yeah, and and um, Teresa, you can actually play as in one of the DLCs, and you have to be like a stealth person. It's very cool. Um, well, but she, cool. she, yeah, she can like get bored of you, and when you're caught in her, you have to like come see her like every so often. If you leave it too long, she will be like, "Where the hell have you been?" kind of thing. Or if you bother her while she's like doing work, she'll be like, "Go away, come back tomorrow." Wow. It's 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 really weirdly deep. My and I love my that. memory of this game was. Uh, Doing some errands in the town and getting like immediately getting into a fist fight with like some fat dude, like immediate. And he had like my dad's hammer, going to fight with him. He kicked, he kicked utter fuck out me. I, I waited. Yeah, he does. I waited until he'd kicked fuck out me and told me to run away. Creeped up behind him and choked him out, and then stole yeah, my hammer very back. Good. Like that was the first thing I did. That, I actually quite enjoyed that opening. I enjoyed that, and then I got bored. 
Yeah, but yeah, but the amount of effort you had to put in for Teresa was it was really it was it was nice. It was almost nice to see it because it was like, all right, all right, okay, this day I'm gonna go see Teresa. Oh, it's eight oh it's eight o'clock. I'm gonna leave her to do her work for a bit, and then when she's on her lunch break, I'm gonna steal her away from her dad for a bit. Not like Sims where you just go beep boop boop doop doop blah 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 and then you fucking that's it. <laughs> Hetty burlish. See, that's that's I I would say for me that's most true to life. <laughs> the way it is in this film. <laughs> you filthy slat. What's everybody's number one? Josh, what's your number one? Wait, I don't I don't know if I want to go first at number one. I'll go. I'll go first as number one because I think I want to remain a mystery because he's still working it out. No, actually, this is the only one I had at the beginning, and I just made the rest <laughs> up as I went. Um. Uh, I've gone with I've gone with um, uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Darkness. Okay, so this is a this yes, is yes, 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 yes. Completely different to the main main game one. So this is a roguelike, and you the premise is you wake up one day on a on the shore of a beach, and you wake up, and all you can think of is like, where am I? Where am I? And you think, oh, I'm a human. I'm a human. You look down, and you've become a Pokemon. Okay. And you wake up and your your partner Pokemon. No, honestly, ah, yes. honestly, Josh, Josh, if you haven't played this, this is freaking brilliant. It's it's a full on RPG. And you wake up and this, your your partner Pokemon's there, and he sort of nurses you back to health, and then you eventually go on this, these journeys together, and you realize, oh, it's actually really cool being a Pokemon, but you're still trying to work out where have I come from. I can't remember my life as a human. I can't remember why I'm here. Where did I come from? And it transpires that you were sent from the future to come back in time to steal these things called time gears because in your future version all the time gears have been stolen and nothing grows there's no food everyone is just starving to death so you've been sent back in time to steal the these gears to make time happen in the future okay i'm glad you're talking about this because we didn't talk about this in our pokemon episode <laughs> you've been sent to that but you don't know that and these time gears start going missing in your new reality in your new time and you and your partner Pokemon have to go around collecting them and try and like recover them and retrieve them. You end up working out that you were actually sent to steal them in the first place and fighting the person who is basically your partner in the future version. In doing so, you have to defeat him, get all the time gears and, re- and restore them, thus changing the future, thus meaning you disappear in the future, which means you disappear in the- that time as well. Fuck. It's, it's, all, it's so convoluted. And you oh. eventually beat the final boss. You've got you've collected all the time gears you've restored peace in this time and as you're floating back down from this tower you and your best friend are sitting there and you just disappear and that's how the game finishes oh oh it's heartbreaking it's that's truly awful. heartbreaking it's so heartbreaking but you do it for the greater good of of your best friend in the end and it's um as a, as a, as a kid's game as a pokemon game it's got a lot more depth than um say like your mainstream ones Sad. Who's going next then? I like that though. I'm not a big, huge Pokemon fan, but uh, you know, I like the sound of that. Mystery Dungeon is 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 a different kettle of fish. Yeah, it's a, it's a grind. It's all it's a grind as it is any Pokemon game. It takes a long time. Did any of you ever read Diary of a Charmander on Reddit? <laughs> no. Oh man, it's not what you think it's going to be. It's like this oh, super no. fucking harrowing, like. Like diary entries of like a Charamander like in the Pokeball. Yeah. Oh, bless oh, it. God. Charmanders are sad though because if their flame goes out, they die. Like, and like there's a whole episode of Pokemon where he's like, the Charmander nearly dies because it's raining. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I want to read you like an excerpt from it. 
Oh, done. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. I'll do it in a voice, though, just because it's funny. Day 407. It's been a fortnight since I have last seen the sun. An infection seems to have grappled hold of my <clears throat> lungs and renders me useless for even the most menial of tasks. There was once a time where I knew I could at least count on being momentarily freed to start a fire, solve a puzzle, or reheat a meal my master would never dream of sharing. But now, it isn't so. (laughs) Whenever I attempt to summon fire from my belly, (laughs) nothing is produced but a pile of clotted lung blood and suit. (laughs) I can feel my time drawing nigh. And though I have known only misery and fear at the hands of the human child, I do not begrudge my fate. On second thought, yes. Yes, I do. Oh my oh, god. Saint Chataman. That was horrible and great. <laughs> there's like there's like six of these, like six diary entries. Oh man. Pretty funny. I have to have a read of those. Very good. Who's going to go next? Uh, I want to chat about... <laughs> I know, everybody's gonna groan. The Witch of Three Wild Hunt. Oh. Oh, no, I was I was I was gonna groan because I thought you were gonna say what I've picked, but you haven't, so fabulous. <laughs> so when I first I first played The Witcher blind, so what I do when I first play any game is I don't look up any walkthrough. <laughs> what what it does is uh, um, when he first plays a game blind, uh, he puts like a like a bit of like fucking felt over his eyes and walks around with a stick for the full day. <laughs> <laughs> what? So yeah, going completely blind, and I met Triss in The Witcher, who is one of the romance options. And you're at a party, and it's beautifully romantic. It's it's moonlit, there's beautiful music, there's candles, she's wearing a gorgeous dress, you're in a nice outfit, which Geralt wouldn't normally do, which I quite enjoy, because I hate wearing suits as well, so I'm with him there, I'm like, oh, well, better look nice for this lady then. Um, but And there's a moment where... She falls and he catches her and she like leans in and you lean in and it's like, oh, oh, the sparks flying. And you talk about, you know, oh, oh, I can't believe we're doing this again and all the rest of it. And then you go up to this lighthouse before she leaves to make love. And then she she leaves you. I know, I know. I know, I know this is sad. And then she leaves you on this on this boat. And, and Tris is beautiful, right? But... A few quests later, I meet Yennefer. Oh, mama. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm reading, like, a story from, like, fucking Penthouse Forum or something. Man. Like, this is JJ's diary. No, but, but I was like, I was like, oh, okay, she's, you know, she's really fiery, she's funny. And I was like, and it, it, there was loads of flirting going on. But me being the way I was, because I'd already chosen Triss... And bearing in mind, I've played The Witcher about five times. I always go with Yennefer now. But it, when it got to the point of you have to go to the, on this quest and go see this genie because in in the, the books, gen, it's a gen, gin, yeah, exactly. Uh, in the books, um, Geralt wished to the genie that um, him and Yennefer would always be together, and it turns out the reason. 
and Yennefer thought that her feelings with Geralt were just because of this genie. Anyway, you defeat this genie and it turns out that's not true. And she goes, oh, the magic's still there. Ger- <laughs> and, and it's all like, oh, Geralt, I love you. And because I was loyal, I had to turn to Yennefer and I can't believe I'm saying this. And I had to, I had to do the thing of like, well, I'm with Triss. And Geralt turns to her and goes, I'm sorry, Yen. The magic's gone. I, my heart split into a thousand pieces. You fucking horrible bastard. <sighs> Mate, I couldn't, well, you can't. Because otherwise you'd, otherwise, you'd, otherwise you'd be cheating. Otherwise you'd be cheating. And that goes against your moral code. It does. You do have a strong moral code. And there's no way, there's no way you can break, there's no way you can break up with Triss because she's gone to help out the mages in a different continent. You stuck by your guns, and I appreciate that. The way you described that, you would, you know, it, you talk about in like high school movies when the girls are like twiddling their hair, like talking about their crushes. You were twiddling the whole way through all of yeah, that. Yeah, your hair was getting twiddled. There was a gleam in your eye. Yeah, you stood up, you stood up on your tip, tippy toes and lifted one of your heels up to give him a. A peck on the lips. A suspicious oh. amount of your entries this uh, this episode, JJ, have just been about like being in a relationship with someone. <laughs> I've just been about love, which I like. That's very nice. Ours have all been about death, and his have all been about love. I wonder why that is. I want. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Arthur, D- Ma- Mary Linton seeing Arthur's grave. I got uh, aggro. That's not about love. I love that. That yours are about like love and shit, and yours are just about our own fleeting mortality. <laughs> Um, okay, so my number one um, is the masterpiece, and I, I found it hard to pick like one moment from this game. So I've maybe got like I've got like a couple, but as a whole, in terms of like feelings and shit, um, feelings and stuff, it was uh, the masterpiece that is God of War. Yes, I was mouthing God of War to Adam when the whole time he was speaking. Yeah. I was like, God of War. Uh, like, <laughs> it's God of War, man. Like that fucking game simultaneously like ruined me but also like like lifted like life in a life-affirming way like i was like <laughs> fucking yeah. like for half of it i felt horrible i was like ah and then like by the end of it i felt so fucking good about it like i was like fuck that was that made me a moat <laughs> that is i i think i think i'm gonna i'm gonna freak out when we see more game when we see more yeah. about ragnarok yeah Ragnarok will be my new cyberpunk. <laughs> the, I found that they've done such a good job of, even though it's like they're like gods and there's the, these like over the top kind of unreal characters. That the relationship yeah. between Kratos, Kratos and Atreus, is just so fucking real, man. It just feels yeah. like such a, and I like it's that full thing of like this like he's like a the father he's kind of like a flawed yeah. guy but it's that kind of way of like when you're looking through the the lens of atreus he's like atreus is constantly at least for the first portion of the game just trying to make him proud basically he's trying to do right by him and trying to do and then he finds out that actually no this guy is like fuck man this guy's got his own demons this guy isn't fucking amazing he's not perfect and then they grow to accept that in each other and for me, I think the two my two favourite moments in the game are the bit where you go and get the Chaos Blades and Athena appears to you and she's talking to you. Oh, and she you will yes, always like, be a monster. I, I know. I, but not Six. yours. What does it say? I know. 
but no longer yours. No, it's, but I am your monster no longer. That line, that was fucking heartbreaking, man. It was like, it was like badass, but heartbreaking at the same time. I was like, like I was slapping my knee. I think, I think uh, Phoebe was in the room with me and she was like, fuck. She was like, that was sick. And I was like, yeah, So many good lines. Um, What's the one uh, he says to Trace? Is it, don't be sorry, be better? Yeah. Yeah. It's such like a snap line. It's such a snap line, but like, just see, just to think about that line, you're like, fuck, man. That's so heavy. (laughs) It's when, oh, dude, when he's reaching for his back after he's killed the, because he has to finish off that deer. And yeah. like, you can tell he's crying about it, and then Kratos kind of reaches his hand, and, and then, then he pulls yeah, away. He pulls it away, you're like, oh. The bit, though, the bit for me, out of all of the game, after they put any game, so you get to the end of the game, right, and you, spoiler alert, after you've killed uh, Balder, it's Balder, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Balder, kill him, stuff happens, blah de blah de blah but then the game, that's the final boss fight, but the game doesn't like end there. Then you have, then after that, and after defeating them and finally kind of working as this like perfect team almost, like father and son, of going through that last challenge, you then reach the destination you've been going to and it's there's no fighting. They're just up the stairs and you just walk, it's just a walk and you talk and it's like the first time in the full thing that's as if they talk like so openly with each other. It's like Atreus asks like about his name and Kratos tells him the story of like why he called him that and stuff like that and it's just, it's just yeah, very with the big, it's a very with the nice way to end the game. Don't say don't say the bomb drop because No, um, like I'm not saying the bomb drop, I'm talking about the story, it was like the I just thought that was really like it's just it's just you've reached your there was a sense of calm to it. That it just I felt like everything's okay. It felt conclusive, but at the same time, it was like, Oh, there is a lot of shit to come as well. So conclusively um, if you've not played God of War, fucking do yourself a favour. Fucking play it. Fine, I will. I will already. I've got it. I haven't played it yet. It's the same as The Witcher. I've got it. I just haven't played it yet. You've got it, but you haven't played. Do 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 God of War first because it'll take you less time. We've done an episode on God of War. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. That's true. I want to do one though. <laughs> um, yeah, do do God of War first. <laughs> okay, okay, I will. I will. I'm currently trying to trying to do Ghost of Tsushima at the moment, which is I'm conflicted. Yeah, I was very conflicted with Ghost of Tsushima. But we'll talk about that on the next episode and that, uh, first impressions. And I will answer your questions um, and give you my first impressions on Cyberpunk 2077. If you actually get it, yeah, if it arrives, and uh, Josh and Adam are gonna chat about Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. I've been playing in Japanese. It's been great fun. Oh, you just doing um, Karasawa or whatever mode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the black and white. Dude, did you just say Kawasaki mode? That's no, racist. Karasawa. That's racist. You're racist. Do you know what is racist? Please. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. We'll see you later, boys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye now.
Thank you for listening to the Bro You Haven't podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bro You Haven't Pod for updates on future episodes and more. If you like this week's episode, you can catch our other episodes on Spotify, Acast, and YouTube. On behalf of myself, Adam, and Josh, have a lovely week.